Hello, this is John Sifferman from physicalliving.com. And with me on the phone are Christian Carson and Ryan Provencher, who are the creators of the TacFit Firefighter First Alarm Program, which is a comprehensive firefighter fitness program developed by firefighters for firefighters. These men are both captains at the Bellingham, Washington Fire Department and also happen to be TACFIT Division Chiefs, which is the highest certification awarded in the TACFIT Legion. We're going to get to know them a little bit in the next few minutes, and I'm going to pick their brains about their new TACFIT Firefighter Program, which has been in production for the last two years and in development for much longer. So, welcome to the call, gentlemen, and thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks for having us, John. We're really excited to be here and having you share our message. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, guys. So why don't we just start by giving the listeners a bit of background info about yourselves, you know, where you're from, what you do, you know, maybe a little bit of info about your local fire department, what kind of training backgrounds you have, you know, any information that you'd like to share, you know, about your background. We can start with whoever. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'll jump in there. And you covered some of it right away discussing how we were uh, both fire captains with the Bellingham Fire Department and then as far as our fitness background, is concerned. We've been with Scott Sonnen for years, and we've uh, we're honored with the the uh, grace of being called the first TechFit Division Chief. So that's been kind of exciting. But yeah, we both uh, work for the Bellingham Fire Department up here in Bellingham, Washington, which is just south of the Canadian border. And uh, I've been on. I just now got my 10-year pin, so that's kind of exciting. A little mile mark for, marker for myself. And Ryan, how long have you been on? I, I can't recall. It's been uh, just over 15 years. 15 years. So, yeah, we have quite a bit of uh, fire experience and um, physical fitness background. We've all we've both been really active. I do quite a bit of uh, sports around here. One of my things is uh, canoe marathon racing, and I'm an avid soccer player, play uh, on a couple teams, and also coach three different youth soccer teams. So we're, uh, we're busy up here, and um, we first met Scott in 2005 at a uh, fitness competition, and ever since then, we've really both been focused on uh, learning about TACFIT and really mentoring from Scott Sonnen. And then as a result, we've uh, just taken it from there, and we've applied it to the, uh, to the fire service, and we're bringing you a TACFIT firefighter. Fantastic. Fantastic. How about you, Ryan, too? I want to hear about you, your background. So, so yeah, um been a firefighter, as I mentioned, for 15 years. I've been, uh, I'm almost 40 years old. I'll be 40 this year. And I've been a fitness enthusiast most of my life. My dad was in law enforcement, and he was very active. So, you know, I started lifting weights with him in the garage as a young teenager and and uh, just has stayed real active since then. Um, I've tried all kinds of different training protocols. You know, for me, I grew up in more of a bodybuilding uh, mentality and uh, have the joint problems to show for it. And uh, upon embracing CST and TACFIT, I've really been able to, to repair a lot of the damage that I've done over the years. Um, I have an educational background in fitness. I have a degree from Washington State University in exercise science and a minor in nutrition. Uh, as we mentioned, I've been uh, studying CST and TACFIT with Coach Sonnen for seven years now. And Christian and I have had the the good fortune of having Coach Sonnen, he lives in Bellingham. He lives right here in our backyard, and he has taken us under his wing and really 
mentored us and supported us as we as we've educated firefighters in our region about comprehensive and specific firefighter fitness and and now after all this time of of beta testing and and conducting studies and working with firefighters locally we're really excited to be able to reach out really to firefighters around the world and share what we've learned mm-hmm. oh, fantastic you know you guys have interesting backgrounds both coming from different areas but uh it's you know it's funny how you both came to the same place and uh so that's very cool so i guess let's let's get right into the uh the rest of the meat of this interview um so for those who aren't already familiar what is TACFIT? Either one of you can answer. I know we talked about this before. Uh, TACFIT was developed by Scott Sonnen, uh, as we mentioned, and you know he's got a tremendous background. He's a he's a fitness expert. He's a a world champion martial artist. He's trained uh, behind the Iron Curtain in Russia. I mean, he he really is a an expert in, in physical fitness, and he recognized years and years ago that tactical operators such as military, police, firefighters needed a very specific and comprehensive physical training system. And he developed TACFIT to meet the needs of those types of responders, really to prepare them for any challenges that they might face in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, that's I think that's as good of an explanation as you can give. I mean, TechFit is a it's a really massive system now that it's it's grown to the level that it has, but um, you know, it's really about making uh, fitness specific to the needs of the individual, you know, tactical athlete. So, I guess how did you originally come to TechFit and, you know, what drew you to this system as opposed to other systems, you know, from the perspective of being firefighters? And this is a great story. I love telling the story. It's it's funny now to talk about it. But um, as I mentioned, Scott Sonnen lives in Bellingham. He literally walked in off the street into our fire department. Uh, I've been a peer fitness trainer in our department for many years, and and uh, he and I spoke briefly. And, and he was proposing a tactical fitness challenge between local police and firefighters. And I had no idea who this guy was. He walked in off the street. Uh, literally a stranger, but he hit he hit the button by proposing competition between police and firefighters. We're, we're friends. We, we work together very well professionally, but, but we definitely have a little bit of a competitive edge between us. So Yeah, yeah you, wanted to give it to those, <laughs> you wanted to give it to those police officers, show them who's uh, really on top of their A game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all he had to say. It didn't, it didn't matter what else he said before or after that. He said, hey, do you want to compete against the cops? And we said, absolutely. Yeah, so, I, hear um, I hear you. So, yeah, he, he set up this uh, this competition. He called it a, a tactical fitness competition, which that terminology was new to me at the time. And, and we did this at the Bellingham Athletic Club. And we showed up. There was, you know, five firefighters, five police officers, and, and he had this whole jungle gym of stuff set up in this room. And, and we were doing these exercises that we had never seen before, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. We're swinging around these these baseball bat-looking things and and uh, just had an absolute blast. And the, uh, the firefighter group was successful in defeating a very fit group of police officers. We were very excited about that. And... One of the uh, things we 
we were awarded was free access to Coach Sonheim's tax fit training at Bellingham Athletic Club. So a few of us really took advantage of that, really embraced it, and we felt like we were a pretty fit group of guys to begin with, but we really took our fitness to a, a whole nother level. I mean, all of us just felt like our our aerobic capacity was better, our strength was better, our body composition changed significantly in terms of increased lean body mass, decreased body fat. I mean, really, really, to a person, we had dramatic changes. Uh, we do fitness testing twice a year in our department every year, and you could tell, you know, the five or six people that had embraced TaxFit were having significant changes in their fitness test that they'd been taking for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, obviously with results like that, you know, it's just, I guess something just probably clicked at some point and said, you know, we gotta, we got to do something about this. So, you know, I guess tell me about TaxFit Firefighter now. You know, uh, how did it originate? What were you trying to accomplish in bringing this to the, the firefighting community and maybe even to the general public? Yeah, I'll jump in on, on that one and discuss uh, TaxFit Firefighter. And just to follow up a little bit on what uh, Ryan just said about how we were introduced to TaxFit <laughs> and some of the changes we all experienced, um, I'd like to add a few things. One was when or shortly thereafter, after Scott came into the fire department and informed us that the, the police department had challenged us, and, of course, we agreed, well, then he then in turn went to the police station and said, hey, the firefighters have challenged you guys. So nobody knew what was going on. No one had challenged each other. This was all Scott. He just put us, put us against each other and threw us in a room, so it was a lot of fun. But uh, Ryan had already touched on quite a few of the uh, changes we'd all experienced. And for me personally, um, prior to TaxFit, I had just uh, recorded one of my highest VO2 tests or aerobic capacity tests, and I'd just completed running a marathon. And then uh, I began TaxFit, and after that competition, I was so sore in places I, I didn't even know I'd had before. <laughs> and so <laughs> it took me a while to recover, but, you know, I, I think it's like most of the marathon. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it was only, you know, 30, 45 minutes of work, and I was just beat up. But uh, fortunately, you know, he had enough people in there with the right character flaws that uh, many of us came back. We, we couldn't get enough mm -hmm. of it. We wanted to find out what this was about. So long story short, I, that whole next year, I, was, I just did TaxFit. And, you know, TaxFit classes were 20 minutes in length. So to begin with, you know, two a week would be maximum my body could handle. And then it took me probably five, six months before I, I could even entertain the thought of including a third session. So we're talking 40 to 60 minutes of training per week, tops. So I did that for a year, took another aerobic capacity test, and it had increased. And I literally ran less than 26.2 miles that whole next year. So that was, a, that was a big indicator for me. Not only was I feeling better, I had more strength, my mobility had improved, but to see something like that, you know, in black and white, it was pretty cool. So I was, I was hooked from that point on. And so... Uh, you know, I continued to go. I continued to learn from Scott. Ryan and I both did. And then uh, as we progressed to the uh, instructor level and the coaching, coaching level and got involved in circular strength training as well, we started uh, assisting Scott with some of his uh, 
going out and training law enforcement. He really started to make some headway in the law enforcement community and was traveling around and teaching them tax hits. So we were invited along to uh, to go to Georgia with him to train at uh, what's called FLETC, the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. So it was a great opportunity. Of course, Ryan and I jumped at it, and uh, we went down there to assist in that endeavor. And it was really exciting to see, you know, all, all these law enforcement agencies it just kind of clicked to them. They could see that this was designed for their skill set or how they move or, or the things that they may need in the line of duty, if that makes sense. So a lot of the things you know, a law enforcement officer may, may be faced with is possibly defensive tactics or, or something like that or, or handling their weapons or something. And so these exercises are some of them, the one that Scott was teaching, were specifically designed to augment that skill set. So you see the light bulb go off, and these guys, they just couldn't get enough of it. So we had a lot of fun training these guys, and they couldn't get enough of it. So before we left there, Ryan and I, I mean, we recognized that there's no difference in the fire service. I mean, we have a special skill set, yet there really isn't uh, a specific program that, that enhances those skills. There's nothing out there that really augments you know, swinging a halligan or handling a hose line or climbing a ladder. I mean, there's lots of fitness programs, and we adopt all those, and then we adapt them to fit our needs. But we decided at that point in time in Georgia, in a hotel room, that, hey, who better to bring this to the fire service? Scott's been doing this for years with TACFIT. He understands it, and he's taught us. So we're going we're gonna to design something specifically for the fire service. So that was when TACFIT Firefighter was born, and uh, it's taken us a couple of years to get to this point. But we're pretty excited about it, and uh, happy to bring it to you very, very soon, March 2nd. That's right. It's coming up fast, thanks. That's next week. I'm yeah. Have this, I'll have this interview posted before then. <laughs> I'll make sure of it. <laughs> Excellent. So so what, like, what, in your opinion, should a firefighter fitness program in, like, encompass? Well, firefighters are, are truly occupational athletes. I mean, you, you, when you hear the word athlete, you think of maybe a football player, baseball, basketball. You know, those guys have very specific physical attributes that they need to, to excel at their sport. For us as firefighters, you know, the physical, mental, emotional demands placed on us is very unique and, and at times very extreme. So we have to develop a really wide array of physical attributes to, you know, for us, we need to perform at a high level, we need to, to remain injury-free, and ultimately, the most important thing is to return home safely. <laughs> so, with that being said, you know, we need to address uh, attributes such as strength, power, metabolic conditioning, dynamic body movement, mobility, all of those things, and we have to emphasize full recovery, and we and we really need to make sure that we're remaining injury-free. So with that being said, when we talk about, you know, what is a firefighter fitness program, this program must mimic firefighting tasks, and it also must apply the same type of physiological strain that we may encounter during a, an emergency incident. Um, it's critical for us to maintain access to our skills, to maintain broad cognitive function under really extreme situations, and the fire service hasn't delved into this as much as the law enforcement community, but 
you do research about, you know, tunnel vision, the fight or flight response, the way that these stressful situations affect the body, if you're not training on a regular basis to deal with that, you know, if the first time you experience maximum heart rate is during that incident, you're just not going to perform well. So if you can set up your physical fitness training to prepare you physically, mentally, emotionally for these situations that you're going to be in as a firefighter, um, that's what, what this firefighter fitness training is all about. And with all that being said, really another important thing for us is that we must recover properly and we must prevent injuries. Um, we tend to be type A people. We, as I mentioned, we're, we're very competitive. We're hard chargers. And I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan. Yeah, Christian can't attest to that at all. <laughs> but, you know, the downside to that is, you know, we don't we don't take that time we need to recover often. Uh, you know, it's go big or go home. Uh, you know, stretchings for sissies, you know, right. all that. And stuff. That's, that's, not, that's not just uh, something that I'm sure is in your community. I mean, that's just a cultural thing here in America. It's just go, 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 no pain, no gain. And it's, exactly. you know, it's killing people slowly, you know. Yes, exactly. So, so that's that's really, you know, we as Christian mentioned, you know, we've been physically active for most of our lives as firefighters. We 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 seek out exercise programs. We we want to train. We want to train the best we can, and, and we did that for years. You know, we we would do, you know, let's do this or let's do that, or or maybe it was just a hodgepodge. Hey, who can do this the longest, or who could do this the most, and and it just. You know, you, you get beat up, you get broken down. Really, the end result isn't what you want it to be. So right. for us, we want to recover from high-intensity training and, and be response-ready at all times. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, it's it's the difference of a, a shotgun approach and, a like, a precision sniper rifle. You know, exactly. you blast something and hope you hit your target versus you hit your target every time. And I think that's the difference between a general conditioning program for firefighters and what you've developed here with TACFIT firefighters, giving them exactly what they need for their for their professions. Now, now you've already touched on why um, programs need to be designed for, to meet the occupational demands of firefighters. But how specifically does TACFIT firefighter do this? I mean. You know, hitting uh, max or near max heart rate, you know, recovery strategies. Can you just go into a little bit more detail of the, the how TACFIT Firefighter addresses this? Yeah, you know, to, to design this program, obviously we had to begin with identifying what we needed to augment for the for the firefighter profession or the skill set. And, and Ryan had hit a lot of these physical attributes, you know, the mobility, the strength, the power, the endurance, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and what we often do in the fire service now is we, we do those things, but they're all hodgepodge, like you said. You know, some people are going to be lifting heavy weights, and they're going to be strong, but they're going to have limited power in certain ranges of motion, or they won't have the endurance. And, you know, we have a lot of runners, and they've got great, you know, endurance, but they lack the strength to perform to perform the skills. So we began by looking at all of these things that we needed, and we put them all together into one program. So we have a lot of the compensation, the recovery, as Ryan mentioned, that is so important. We have the strength training exercises. We have the power 
training exercises. We train the energy systems to mimic what we are going to face in the field. So we wear SCBAs or self-contained breathing apparatus when we enter a, a burning structure. Well, our bottles are 45-minute bottles, but when you're working at that heart rate level, you're lucky to get anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes out of that bottle because you're working so hard. You're taking up so much oxygen. So the workouts, our high-intensity workouts, are, are meant to take you to that max heart rate level so you can experience that kind of stress, that kind of strain, and be better prepared for it and control it and actually get more, get more time out of that bottle. Recover quickly. Recover during that 20-minute burst, if that makes sense. So we'll have a, you know, a 90-second burst to get a task done, and then we've trained you through these high-intensity training sessions to be able to recover within 30 seconds and then do it again and just really lengthen out that length of time on the bottle. Mobility is a, is a big issue with firefighters, and, you know, you mentioned some of the, the cultural traits we have in this country, and, you know, a fire department is a cross-section of that, and we have hips and shoulders. We can't move them. And every shift we go out and, and we pick people up off the floor. You know, people are falling down, people are sick. And if you don't have the range of motion in your hips to squat down with good form and use leg drive to pick these patients up, you're going to pitch, your torso is going to pitch, you're going to bend over, you're going to put a lot of strain on your lumbar spine, and you're going to have an injury. And it's a career shortener. There are a lot of firefighters that have injured their backs. So we've looked at a lot of these things. Um, we've looked at the exercises specific, or excuse me, the skill set specifically, uh, forcing a door, climbing a ladder. Uh, one of the ones we like to do is uh, a, a head-first ladder bailout. So if you run into trouble and you're inside, you know, how do we do that? So we, we do that in training. We break that movement down into the structural components, and then we take, pull those structural components out, i.e. a shoulder pack or a you know, core activation or whatever it may be to help that firefighter perform that skill better. And then we, we design exercises to uh, enhance that ability. So for the ladder bailout, we're going to come out head first, and we're basically doing an elbow lever onto the ladder. So we use a lot of parallettes, and we, we train the firefighters to, to build up to an elbow lever. But I, I would say overall our concern in this one is uh, we want to improve cardiac health. Because that, if you look at the line of duty deaths in uh, the fire service, they are going down, but at the same time, over 50% every year is from sudden cardiac death, year in and year out. So as we do make improvements as a whole, we, we're still not making any changes there. We're not reducing that enough. So our goal with this also is to really improve the cardiac health of firefighters and just to raise awareness and help give people the tools they need to recognize this. And uh, hopefully we can all come together and uh, put an end to this. Yeah, and that, that, is a, that is a very important cause. And I mean, and that's, that's not just the firefighting community either. That's, I mean, that's, that's nationwide here. It's just it's incredible how, how uh, the health of the people in our nation have become. But people in a service position who have very physically demanding uh, jobs, you know, to be the, the priority for sure. Um, right. It sounds like sounds like a, a big portion of the the thinking behind Tax Firefighter was to 
not just help increase capacity, you know, be able to uh, put on the accelerator, but also to be able to put on the brakes and not just recover better, but uh, uh, prevent injury and you know, help, help people uh, require less energy to accomplish the job at hand. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Injury prevention is huge. Uh, we, we don't want firefighters hurt. And as Ryan touched on earlier, you, you have a bunch of type A guys and gals running around, and uh, they're going to push through and they're going to get things done, no matter what it takes, even if, it, if that involves injuring themselves to a certain extent. So, yeah, we want to prehab the body by restoring mobility and, and eliminating painful issues. And, uh, yeah, like you said, really improve that cardiac health in the long run as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, let's talk a little bit about the, the product itself. A lot of my readers are already familiar with different tra- TACFIT programs, TACFIT Commando, uh, TACFIT Warrior, you know, et cetera. How is TACFIT Firefighter similar to these other programs, and how would it be different as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's a TACFIT program, so with that in mind, it's, it's based on the same principles, the same circular strength training principles, and, and by that mean, I mean it's a, it's a very comprehensive program. It's going to cover every every range of movement that your body can make. You know, if, for those that are familiar with it, we, we really stay true to the six degrees of freedom. Or you know, we can move up, down, front, back, side to side, and then and then rotate around all those axes. Um, TACFIT is a metabolic conditioning program, so people will be familiar with that. Um, just the approach is a, is a health-first approach, more of a holistic approach. So like we kind of touched on earlier, you know, oftentimes in the fire service you'll see people pulling from a specific sport or a specific style of workout, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't encompass all the physical needs and, you know, mental and emotional needs of that tactical athlete or that occupational athlete or that firefighter, if that makes sense. So if someone's choosing to do uh, a bodybuilding or, or a running or whatever, it, does, it doesn't encompass everything. So with a TACFIT approach, it does, just like all the other TACFIT programs. It's you know, a comp- comprehensive or complete program. And that's why anybody can really benefit from these. Um, the thing that might make this one a little bit different um, is many of those, we, we do have what's what we call the four levels of sophistication. So oftentimes in TACFIT Commando or TACFIT Warrior, um, you will spend one cycle on one level. And then when the next cycle begins, you, you increase that level of sophistication and move on to the next cycle and so on and so forth. Well, and to really, our, really our, our focus is, is the group. You know, firefighters, are, we're a big family, and uh, we work together. We you know, have meals together. We basically live together for 24 hours at a time. So we recognize that within that group, there are going to be different levels of fitness, different levels of, of ability. And so we have presented all four levels of sophistication together as one with the, uh, with the intent of, yes, everyone starts low and, and learns the new movement patterns, learns the new skill, builds the strength and endurance to move up. But as they begin to progress, everybody's going to improve and change at a different rate. 
So our delivery package is all the levels are available at all times. So our fire group can all work out together, and one person can be on the low level, one person can be in the middle, and one person can be up at the top. So for those who are familiar with TACFIT, oftentimes they're referred to as Delta Gamma, Beta, Alpha. And, you know, that, that might not have much meaning for firefighters, so we use uh, Recruit, pro Proby, Firefighter, and Smoke Eater, some terms that they may be familiar with. So all the groups are presented at once, so we may have someone working at a recruit level, someone working up at a probie level, and then if you want bragging rights, which a lot of the type A guys do, they can move on to the uh, to the smoke eater. And uh, even just uh, the delivery method of the product, one of the things that we've done that's different, because oftentimes um, you can download these uh, many of these products and just play them from your own PC. Well, our program, we have over 16 hours of video and over 150 videos. So we wanted to avoid our, our users downloading a huge cache of videos with no, with no real means of navigation. I didn't want them to have to go look at the program chart and then come back and try to <clears throat> find the appropriate file name so one of the things we've done is we've uh, built a uh, really just a user-friendly navigation within our website. So once you have once you have the program, each day of the workout we we offer a, a full training calendar for every day, and then choose the day that you're on. It has a, its own appropriate page. You go to that page, and within that page you'll have uh, you'll have the program chart for that day which you can, uh, you can view or you can print for your records. It will outline every exercise that you're required to do for the day. And then below that, you'll have a follow-along video for your warm-up exercise. And then right next to it, all those warm-up exercises, if you're not familiar with some of them, there's little 30 to 60-second instructional videos for you to use. So if you're not familiar with, for instance, a backstroke shoulder rotation, you can click on it. You'll have us there demonstrating it, providing coaching cues, how to perf perform it properly. And then you can watch your follow-along video within a group, and everyone does it together, and so on and yeah. so forth. So each day will have its complete page with everything mapped out for you. You basically just click and go. So it's really user-friendly compared to some of the others that have been delivered in the past. And then also there will be a, a DVD high-def version for those who like to uh, play it on their TV and work out in their living room. And that's, uh, you know, I would say that's another difference. I mean, if we look at Tactic Commando or Tactic Warrior, those are strictly body weight versions. And then the Tactic 26, uh, for those that are familiar with that, that is equipment intensive. That's pretty much a deployment of a full Tactic gym. So with Tactic Firefighter First Alarm, we've, uh, we've found a, a happy medium. This, this program, it is a standalone program, but our intent, our goal in the future is to build upon it. So to begin with, we want to, to heal, the, heal the firefighter and to uh, increase that range of motion and provide them with the tools, the mobility, the kind of the baseline foundation to move up. For instance, we're not, we don't want folks doing weighted squats 
if they can't do a bodyweight squat properly. Does that make sense? So what we've done with this one is we've really had an emphasis on, on bodyweight, restoring that freedom of movement, building that strength through a proper range of motion, really strengthening the core. All things come from the core. So there's a lot of body weight focus in this program. And then the high-intensity days, we do uh, employ equipment, but we've gone equipment light because we realize that, you know, we have access to all this stuff. We have kettlebells and gym rings and, and club bells all over the place in all our fire stations, but not everybody does. So we're introducing uh, minimum equipment, and we've also... You know, most people have access to dumbbells, et cetera. So we've, uh, in those instructional videos, for instance, when we do use a club bell, we've also filmed some instructional exercises to use a dumbbell in lieu of. So to answer the question, it's really similar in design, but uh, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, there, there are some differences that are targeted for our, our group audiences as well. Right. It sounds like it's, you know, it's just a another step in the evolution of TACFIT products. I mean, I think every TACFIT product has sort of gotten a little bit better with each new release. And, you know, I've been in your, your members area and previewed the uh, the system that you guys have. And just like you said, it's very user-friendly. It's plug-and-play. You know, there's no, there's no guesswork involved. You just, you log in, you click on the day you're on, and everything you need is right there. And I think that's, I think that is huge. Um, for anybody who would be doing a program like this, because it, it just it takes the guesswork out, and you know what you got to do. So the, the only excuse you have is uh, to take action on it. So all right, well, that's, about, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah, you know, and you you've done all the hard work for everybody. It's just if somebody's going to invest in this program, then it's because they want to change something about their about their health, about their life, and all you literally require is taking action, and that's. You, you couldn't you couldn't do a better job with the product. Um, so now that we've talked about how it uh, compares to other TACFIT programs, how does TACFIT Firefighter compare to other conditioning programs or systems in general? And I know this is a huge question, so don't feel like you have to um, beat it into the dirt, but, but CrossFit, P90X, you know, the, the sort of the popular stuff that's out there. Well, we can kind of just talk in generalities about the types of fitness programs out there. And I think people will kind of identify with, oh, yeah, that's what I do or that's what I do. For example, you know, for me growing up for 20 years, you know, I, I was really into the bodybuilding. So, you know, I didn't stretch. I didn't do a lot of cardio. My fitness level was measured by how much I could bench press. And I got bigger. I got stronger. But I was by no means or anyone's definition athletic at all. And I was damaging my joints. I've I've had five surgeries, and I have uh, arthritis in my hips. I'm not even 40 years old yet, and I attribute that directly to my the way I was working out for so many years. And you know, at that time, uh, without being introduced to this more comprehensive option, you know, I felt like I was fit. And the reason I felt like I was fit is because I was working out all the time. But that is by no means a definition of fitness. So, you know, that's just one example. You know, lots of firefighters in particular, and I think lots of people in general, that's the way they train. They go to the gym, they do five sets of ten, they, hey, dude, are you almost done with the bench? How many more can you spot me? You know, all that stuff. 
that's that's okay, but not at the expense of everything else. Um, also, you've got you know the, the endurance athletes. You know, as Christian was mentioning, mentioning, you've got your runners, you've got your triathletes, and that's all well and good if that's what you're training for. But if you're a firefighter, that that doesn't fit the bill. Um, we talked about cross training. You know, you're you're doing random high intensity exercise. You're not you're not really focusing on recovery. There's no there's no periodization involved. You know, it's just do more, more often, which, again, isn't conducive to the end result that we want as firefighters. Um, there's a lot of home fitness programs out there. And, you know, they're good. You know, there's nothing, you know, they're not bad programs necessarily, but who's got 90 minutes every single day to, to dedicate to working out? And if you're a firefighter, do you want the program that's designed for the widest demographic from from the working from the from the the mom that's at home to the to the construction worker or whatever that's a wide demographic that that product appeals to we we need something much more specific so um again those those programs all have their merits but they they lack uh what we would describe as being comprehensive so for us and we touched on some of this to be comprehensive, for one, recovery has to have equal billing. So if the program you're participating in uh, does not have the equal amount of recovery to work ratio to us, that is not comprehensive. Uh, so that's where that varied intensity comes in. You know, your strength training, your metabolic conditioning, absolutely, but also your, your active recovery, your joint mobility, and compensating for that work. Um, the four levels of sophistication that Christian mentioned, it's critical that not only each firefighter have the opportunity to progress in movement complexity as their uh, conditioning and mobility improves, but it's also critical that uh, a number of firefighters with different baseline levels of fitness can train together. Um, a firefighter fitness program, as we mentioned, needs to be specific. All of those general programs I just uh, described before None of those were designed for firefighters. They were designed for bodybuilders. They were designed for marathon runners. They were designed for a wide demographic. So, again, this is this is very specific in terms of the demographic that it's designed for. It doesn't mean it won't work for people outside of that demographic, but, but the, the design is very specific. Um, there are seven different training protocols in the Tactic Firefighter Program. So as Christian was mentioning, we're, we're training energy systems, and we're trying to train energy systems in a way very similar to what you might encounter um, in the line of duty if you're involved in an emergency uh, response. Um, another key component for firefighters, and I think Christian can attest to this as well, it's taken both of us a while to really grasp this, because even when you, you think you have a handle on it, maybe you don't, uh, that's intuitive training. And what intuitive training is in a nutshell is the ability to listen to your body. So, you know, how hard are you working? What kind of discomfort are you feeling? How, how does your technique look? Developing the ability to measure those things and and act on it. If If my fatigue is preventing me from performing the exercise properly, well, I need to drop down a low level of sophistication or I need to slow down. I can't just continue to power through with horrible form or I'm going to get hurt. 
So we've tried to take, you know, all of these things and bring them together into one package to provide that, uh, a fitness program that meets the needs of the firefighter specifically. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I can definitely see the uh, the foundation in CST's training principles, and it's just it, it makes a great program. It makes a program that's not just uh, specific to the needs of firefighters, but comprehensive that covers, I mean, literally everything um, as best as we can predict. I mean, we don't know what uh, you know what kind of call you'll ever have to fill or what could happen, but you know, it's the, it sounds like it's the the best thing we can do for preparing specifically for the uh, the occupational demands that you guys face on a day-to-day basis. Um, so, so now we've talked about sort of uh, the differences between this program and sort of other programs for the general population. How would you describe a tactical athlete? You know, what does that term? What does that mean? Because you, know, you use that in some of your uh, marketing materials. Yeah, that, that term is really thrown thrown around quite a bit out there in the world, isn't it? Um, for me, I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, and one of the terms that we use in the fire service that, that's been around for years is it's an occupational athlete. And it pretty much sums it up. I mean, we can all recognize that, you know, within certain parameters, uh, a professional athlete, a baseball player, is, is an athlete. But a tactical athlete is, uh, you know, the occupational demands require that performance. And they have to train as such. I cannot be uh, an efficient, effective, successful firefighter and maintain career longevity if I don't train properly. I will get injured. I won't be able to perform. My team depends on it. If I don't have the strength to carry that, the tools up those stairs or if I don't have the strength or the power to, to pull that, that victim out or whatever it may be, but the, the occupational demands placed upon me as a firefighter require that I that I train as such. So that is how I define a tactical athlete. A law enforcement officer must train for their skill set. They must be able to run. They must be able to, you know, grapple. Whatever whatever they might be faced with, they have to train that way to be successful. Otherwise otherwise they won't. They're gonna let their team down, they're gonna let themselves down and you know, they'll have a short career, they'll become injured and, and we don't want that. And military as well, obviously. That's uh, that's where you hear that term a lot, tactical athletes. And obviously, you know, military trains for what they do. So that that's how I would um, sum up a tactical athlete. Yeah, and I, I would say the other uh, thing. I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other thing that differentiates, you know, we talked about other sports, you know, football players, baseball players. You know, they got their games on Sundays. They, they can train. Monday through Saturday to play the game on Sunday. For tactical athletes, occupational athletes, you don't know when the game is going to be. The game could be tonight. The game could be tomorrow. Uh, and the game being any emergency incident that uh, you're called upon to, to utilize your skills and perform at a high level. Right. So there's a, there's a huge readiness component involved, and this is just you know circling back to the importance of recovery. You need to be able to recover. I mean, what if the... What if the fire alarm goes off as soon as you've finished your high-intensity session? You know, you still got to be ready, right? You know, absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about the, uh, I guess the the program. Um, can you give us a little bit of detail about the Taxit Firefighter training schedule, like on a day-to-day basis? 
So um, basically, we were using a four-day wave structure. So those familiar with CST and TACFIT will know what that means. For those that aren't, uh, it, it kind of comes back to the varied intensity. So uh, day one is moderate intensity, and it is a strength training day, a standalone strength training day. So the exercises performed on this day are unique. Uh, they're, they're not the same as day two, day three, day four. Uh, so day one is a, a unique strength training day. Day two is, is where you leave it all on the, on the carpet. It's the high-intensity metabolic conditioning day. Day three is joint mobility. You know, you're just really focusing on joint health, active recovery. Day four is compensatory movements. And the compensatory movements on day four are specific to the training that you had done on your moderate and high-intensity day. So, uh, you know, you, you go through and do a series of movements designed to, to decompress the joints and relieve tension in the, in the body. And for those that are just really into jogging or swimming or, you know, cardio type stuff, you could do that on this day. If you wanted to, to jog or swim at low intensity and follow that up with, with these compensatory movements, you could certainly do that. So that's the, the kind of the four-day sequence. Um, we have uh, a total of seven different training cycles that are comprised of these four days. So each of these seven cycles is unique in terms of the uh, training protocol that you're going to follow. And then um, the program itself, if you look at the training calendar, is 92 days. So you're going through these seven cycles at least three times because it takes that long to kind of make the adaptations to, to move through the levels of sophistication. We really want you to feel like you're operating pretty consistently at the firefighter or smoke eater level before you, you move on to another program. And then at the end, we've got two dedicated recovery cycles where you're doing nothing but joint mobility and compensatory movements. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. You have so many different uh, training modalities, and that each one is specific for you know something that firefighters will need in particular. Um, did you want to go into any more detail? You don't have to. I know we're we're already 45 minutes in or so. Um, but do you want to go into any more detail about the sessions themselves? I mean, you have your your no intensity day, joint mobility. Um, you know, any any other final thoughts on that before we move on? In terms of detail, I can just tell you that, you know, our strength training day uh, is a time under tension day, and the, the periodization there over time is increased time under tension, as well as the opportunity to move through the, the uh, levels of sophistication, more complex movements. Um, the high-intensity days, the uh, training protocols will be familiar to those that have done TACFIT before. You know, uh, basically we just taken uh, a number of different work-to-rest ratios and plugged them in there to, to really hit the energy systems differently for every cycle. The joint mobility session is 25 minutes long. It's just a nice, slow, uh, head-to-toe joint mobility session to really aid recovery and focus on joint health. And as I mentioned, the uh, compensatory movements, uh, there's about 10 movements uh, per session and they, the focus is really to recover specifically from the work that you have done in that cycle. Oh, fantastic. Now, I know we touched on this before, but uh, 
you know, what, what kind of equipment is required or, you know, is it is certain equipment required, certain equipment optional? I know you said it's pretty minimal because, uh, you know, different stations have access to different things. But, you know, what kind of things uh, should people consider essential for following this program? Uh, I would uh, say a pull-up bar. Okay. And, and and Ryan, jump in here if you have something as well. But uh, we, we use plyo boxes, and uh, really anything can substitute for that. But just a, a box to jump on. Um, the pull-up bar is, you know, I, I think pretty readily available for folks, and that's something that we we use quite a bit. Uh, the club bells we're we're really big fans of. I mean, we feel that they're a superior tool. But again, that we've makes, uh, that makes three of us. Okay, good. We have uh, we do use club bells and we do use kettle bells. But again, we've uh, we've also filmed using dumbbells in place of. And then um, another thing that we've used, and this can also be used on the map, but we use parallel bars on a few of the exercises. And uh, on our on our blog, we've demonstrated uh, how to make make your own for less than twenty bucks. So it's not a difficult thing to put together. It's not you know just a trip to the local hardware store and and you'll be set up. But again, it's, it's definitely not mandatory. We've also filmed doing these without the parallel bars. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we've already touched on the uh, the varied intensity days, you know, no, low, mod, high. Um, but you you also mentioned you've selected seven different training protocols. Could you just uh, like give me an example of why one of those was selected? I I know you used the uh, burst recover burst protocol. You know, what kind of just as a means of an example, what kind of thinking went into choosing that particular one? So uh, right, Christian, go ahead. Oh, no, you jump in there if you'd like. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, as Christian mentioned before, you know, if you just if you just consider what a firefighter does during firefighter operations, um, they're in full gear, they're wearing SCBA. The period of time that a fit person can expect to to get on one bottle is is that 20 minutes, and and whether you're doing search and rescue or you're pulling ceiling inside a building or your uh, dragging charged hose lines, you're, you're really going through periods where you're, you're exerting maximum effort and then, then you get a little break. Maximum effort, you get a little break. So on, on two ends of that spectrum, for example, you, uh, each minute on the minute, uh, and that's actually the protocol we chose for our firefighter challenge, is getting a certain amount of work done as fast as possible and then using whatever time remains in that minute to fully recover before you do more work. Um, so that's, that is a, a training protocol where you are really, I mean, really going max to earn your recovery. And then by the time it's go time again at the top of that next minute, you know, you, you are recovered. Um, another, at the other end of that spectrum is four-minute rounds. So that, that's more of a grind. You are moving continuously without stopping for four minutes. So you have to figure out, as a firefighter, how do you, how do, you do that? How do you uh, move efficiently? How do you uh, develop pace yourself? Your yeah, exactly. How do you pace yourself? How do you, how do you pace yourself in that circumstance knowing that you're in it for the long haul? And, and again, the energy systems are a little bit different in, in how – and how you're achieving those two things. All right, awesome. Um, we're uh, 
we're how are we doing for time, guys? We're like 55 minutes in. I don't mind if we just keep going. I have plenty of time, but I don't want to keep you guys any longer than I have to. Uh, you know, I'm, what's the ideal time for this? I mean, uh, I'm good either way. I think the information we'll is so good. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably shave a couple minutes out, but uh, I think if you guys are, are just open for the next 20, 30 minutes, let's just keep going. Because <laughs> I think this is great. You guys are providing a ton of great information. And my people yeah. are they're just going to heat this stuff up. Yeah, yeah let's really open do it. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, I guess let's let's start talking about the uh, the exercises themselves. I know you touched on this earlier, um, but, you know, there are act activity-specific exercises for firefighters. And you mentioned, you know, different things like hose handling and climbing ladders. You know, can you go into a little bit more detail about, um, you know, how the exercises were chosen to be included in the program? You bet. And, uh, you know, if you're familiar with TACFIT, uh, you'll hear the term thrown around reverse engineered. And, you know, if you're not familiar with TACFIT, you may ask yourself, well, what does that mean? And that's really essentially what we've done. We've, uh, we've analyzed all the common tasks that we're going to be called upon to do. And, you know, you mentioned hose handling. And there's a, there's a specific skill set to be able to, to manage a charged hose line. And so first and foremost, we have to train firefighters that skill set, how to be the most efficient to do that, how to use your body as a whole to handle that kind of that kind of back pressure and to be safe and to be able to, to navigate and advance a hose line and not fatigue. So there's definitely a, a skill set learned to, to do that properly. And so we look, when we look at that, we understand how to make that happen. So to design a fitness program to, to augment that or to, to bring out those attributes, we, we essentially break it down or reverse engineer it. So for hose handling, for example, uh, one of the things we see a great deal of is maybe folks not using their entire body. They, they have a tendency just to use their arms because it almost feels natural. I'm just going to hold this with my arms. But as we all know, your arms are pretty small muscles, and and when you're trying to hold it, you're going to fatigue really quickly, and you're not safe. You could lose you could lose your purchase on that and cause issues. Um, you're, you're not getting the strength from the core or the hips or the leg drive to hold that. So we look at the fundamental, proper, structural components of doing that. So like I mentioned, leg drive comes into it, hip rotation and hip snap come into it, and a core activation and a shoulder pack. So we take all those things and we develop exercises specifically to bring out that attributes and to train the firefighter to maximize their efficiency. And I would mentioned earlier that, you know, hips are an issue with uh, with a whole cross-section of America. And you look at firefighters, and our hips are locked down. So we spend a lot of time opening up those hips first and foremost, uh, restoring that freedom of movement, that mobility, and then we train it to, so you have expressible strength all the way throughout. So you're able to rotate and snap that hip into the hose line and use your legs, your hip, your core to hold hand line, and then when done properly, you can literally hold a charged hose line with one hand driving the hose line into your, into your structure. So it's way more efficient, but we have to train the body to do so. 
So we've break it, broken all these things down by the structural components to, to address each, and indiv each individual issue and, and bring out that skill set so they're more efficient. Uh, we've taken them all those tasks. I mentioned earlier, you know, just squatting down to, to pick up a patient. You know, we do it every day, and our form is, is, is poor. We, we have a lot of back injuries, and we're just really breaking that down into very simple movements, and, you know, we're limiting their range of motion, and we're building on it as they progress, as they develop that strength, as they develop that body awareness is a, is a huge thing. And so these exercises are also meant to train your nervous system. And Ryan had mentioned earlier in, intuitive training and understanding what's happening with your body and your technique. And I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me and say, hey, you know, my knee's been bothering me. I hurt myself doing this specific exercise. So I'll ask them to, well, show me what you're talking about, and, and they'll demonstrate an exercise, and it looks great, and there's no problem. I said, well, hey, show me what you're doing with your squats, and it's terrible. They're all over the place, and, but they just don't have the body awareness to realize that their form is very poor, and they'll sit there and they'll argue with you that, no, this, this is right, this is right, and it takes them pointing, you have to point it out in a mirror just because they're not wired properly. They don't realize what's happening with their form. So over time, these exercises also increase that, increase that body awareness by removing all, those, all that tension and, and freeing your body up, and then you understand what's happening. Your body feels it, and you naturally, your body naturally can do a full trinity squat. It's just that we, we don't, so we have to retrain that. So these exercises have been picked from what we do, broken down into the structural component, and then designed in a, a level of sophistication, an increasing level of sophistication, so we can start at ground zero to make sure we're building perfect technique there, and then we keep progressing a little bit deeper, a little bit harder, until they graduate at the smoke eater level and now they can go out into the field and perform all these tasks very safely, very efficiently, and we don't have to tell them to pack their shoulders. We don't have to tell them to engage their hips because they're wired to do so. They recognize it, they feel it, and it just feels natural to perform better. And I guess another big thing, and we've talked about this quite a bit, is training that energy system and uh, preparing these firefighters for that adrenaline dump and that fight or flight. And the studies show that we can go, we can be, you know, resting heart rate asleep at the fire station, the tones go off, there's an emergency, we can get near heart rate max just getting out of bed and trying to get to the engine way before we even get to the, to the scene. So, and if you, if you don't know how to deal with that, if you're not experienced with that, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, and you lose your fine motor skills, you lose broad cognitive function, you start, you know, you have tunnel vision. And yeah, forget about handling a hose. You're having trouble getting your boots on, you know. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, one of the things you always hear, the analogy you always hear is the martial artist who's trained forever, and he's got all these great counter moves and strikes in training, but then when he's thrown into the actual fight, he, you know, he's got this big adrenaline dump. He can't maintain those can't fine move. motor skills, so he starts throwing these haymakers that are ineffective. He's got the skill set. He just can't. He doesn't have access to it. So 
what we're doing is we're training these skills in this high-intensity zone. And when you do that, A, you've trained your body to handle that, that adrenaline dump. It's going to happen. But, you know, Scott, Coach Scott Sonnen is, you know, you hear him say quite a bit, it's no longer a dump, it's a drip. So you can maintain that. You can control it to a certain extent, which will allow you to still maintain some broad cognitive function, which is imperative. I mean, that's what we do is we make decisions in emergency situations. So we have to be thinking clearly. But also, you've trained these little, all the minutia of each skill set during this high-intensity training so you don't lose it. And, you know, I like to go back to the just forcing a door. We can force, two guys can force a door with a couple hand tools in seconds when done properly. And it requires a little bit of thought and a few fine motor skills of placing the tools properly and then, you know, using a lot of hip and core to drive, to drive the uh, flathead axe into the door to break it. But I've seen time and time again, it's an emergency, and people start swinging those tools around wildly, and they're just, they're just breaking stuff. And they're not being effective. They're not being efficient. So not only do we break each exercise down into its most simplest component and train those, but we also train them with those protocols. So you're training them during a high-intensity session. So when you do go out into the real world and you are faced with these things, you're going to perform well. All right. I think that that's what I call uh, extreme attention to detail. And I think, you know, if anybody who's listening to this is a firefighter, I think you've already sold them on it. I mean, so many times people are just, they're wondering, you know, what, what training program should I do? What training program should I do? And they're always looking for the next best thing, like there's, there's something revolutionary out there. And I'd say if you're a firefighter, you just, you got to do this. I mean, this is probably as close as you, you could come with any program out there. Um, and I know that you guys are going to continue to refine this with future programs and, and things like that. So it's all good stuff. I'm enjoying this. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we've got to interview these guys again. Let's talk because I, I know you guys know a lot more about, you know, not just uh, firefighter fitness, but fitness in general. So maybe we'll get you on again. Um, yeah, that'd be great. The, yeah, but back to the interview we're doing today. Um, like what kind of benefits could somebody, you know, whether they're a firefighter or not, let's just talk like human bodies here. What kind of benefits will somebody receive from following Tactical Firefighter? And, like, what kind of specific changes could they expect physiologically if they go through, you know, all the cycles? Well, it's, you know, Christian and I, it's, we've been in a, in a position where we've had the opportunity to really study this and beta test it. So uh, I, I think I told you before that we do fitness testing uh, twice a year on all of our firefighters. Uh, Kelly Labounty is a uh, fitness specialist for North Walk and Fire and Rescue. She's doing uh, similar uh, things uh, throughout our region, Whatcom County, with firefighters. So we've got a, a really a broad demographic, you know, people, of, uh, you know, men and women, different age groups. We've really been able to analyze this and look at it. So for firefighters that have, have really bought into it, it's, it's interesting. We, we did a study. Gosh, it's probably been two years ago now. Um, I would say 60 firefighters in our department. We have about 140, so so nearly half expressed interest in the program. There were probably 30 that participated on some level, and but there were 12 people that really focused on it. They were really compliant with the program. 
virtually 70% of the time or more. And we were able to do this for 108 days. So we had a compliance scoring system that we used to gauge their compliance with the program, uh, the exercise and the nutrition. And uh, we were able to measure before we started and then kind of at the midpoint and at the end. And what we found was that everyone that, that was compliant had uh, a significant increase in aerobic capacity. They had a significant increase in muscular strength and endurance. They had uh, significant body composition changes in terms of increased lean body mass, decreased body fat. Um, and then some of the, the things that you can't measure specifically, but they conveyed to us was uh, increased mobility, definitely. Uh, what they described as mental toughness, the ability to be a little bit uncomfortable while exercising, but maintain the focus and, and re maintain the motivation to, to work through that. And again, I'm differentiating between exercise discomfort and, and some sort of injury, certainly not approaching an injury, but you know, working hard and, and mentally working through that. Uh, they mentioned just the teamwork, the, the camaraderie that is developed when you're, when you're training like that as a group. Uh, so, so really there was this really broad adaptation, uh, a comprehensive adaptation, I should say, across a broad demographic. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, it so sounds like it's – I'll keep going. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, as Christian talked about, you know, really in, in our minds, the the number one problem facing firefighters is sudden cardiac death. You mentioned it's it's probably one of the largest health concerns to to us as a nation. And I know for firefighters, there's two things that lead to sudden cardiac death uh, for firefighters. One is physiological strain, and the other is underlying uh, coronary artery disease. So as we've been talking about throughout this interview, if we can train the body to deal with this physiological strain, if you're consistent with your exercise and good eating habits, you're definitely reducing your risk of coronary artery disease. So for the firefighter population, that is, is huge in terms of attacking the statistics for sudden cardiac death. But I would also believe that it would also impact any American that is looking to improve their health, in particular their cardiac health. So, so not only are we addressing <coughs> performance for anyone that wants to participate in the program, but we're also really looking at improving your health. Right, right. I, I think that's, that's just the, the ideal outcome is the improvement of health. And this, is, this obviously isn't just a body composition program. It's like, yeah, if you're training with, with this type of program, with that intensity and with this smart programming, yeah, you're going to build some muscle, you're going to lose some fat, but the uh, the overall benefits are going to be much more far-reaching and health being right at the center of them. And that's where you definitely see the influence of circular strength training and tack fit being health-first fitness systems. And um, so that's very cool. That's I mean, that's that's the best result you can expect is uh, better health and quality of life and quality uh, on the job. Absolutely. Um, so we already sort of talked about uh, the mental changes in the fight or flight response. Um, so I guess we'll we'll move ahead a little bit here. Um, next question is, is TACFIT Firefighter customizable? 
to an individual's needs. You know, is it progressive? Is it scalable? And I guess what I'm really asking is, could a complete beginner, maybe somebody who has been very sedentary um, or is a little overweight, could they benefit from this program? And on the flip side, could somebody who is already in excellent shape, um, you know, could they also benefit from this program? Yes, definitely. Um, and again, Christian mentioned this before, you know, the fire service really is just a snapshot of the American population. We, we represent every decade, you know, we've got guys and gals in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, you know, working at the fire department. We've got, you know, uh, men and women working together. It's just a really a wide demographic. Uh, and it, it's the same for, for any population. So, um, this program was designed to, to meet the, the needs of that demographic. So if, you, if you're a beginner, you're, you're, you've been sedentary, maybe you're, you're looking to just kind of get going again, absolutely. We've got uh, four levels four levels for each exercise. You can start with the most basic level, really dial in that skill, and then you do have the opportunity to move up. If you are already uh, a good athlete, um, and what what we have found, and and Jonathan, you can attest to this as well. No matter what kind of condition you're in, if you've never done taxit before, chances are oh, it'll it'll destroy you. Yeah, I'll just I'll be upfront. I'll say it. it'll destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. I remember. Okay, <laughs> I remember my first well, taxit work. I mean, I, that's coming from a background of CST, and you know, I've done the trial by fire. So exams and you know blah 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 and you try tax it man <laughs> yeah okay keep going carry so, on so it doesn't it does as you know it doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in coming into it it matters what kind of tax shape you're in so if you've been doing you know oh I've been running forever I can I can do this or that hey still we encourage everyone to start at the recruit level and work your way up if you do recruit and, and and you kick kick butt on it, and you feel good the next day. Absolutely, next time come in and move up to Proby. But we encourage everyone to start at, at the lower level. Uh, with that being said, there is absolutely room for everyone to grow in the program. If you look at some of the smoke eater exercises, I would venture to say that that is really an elite level of fitness, and there's folks that may not get there. Um, it, it, it it's it's difficult. So, so we are really hitting that broad spectrum. Uh, the other thing to to note is that you know we talked about kind of the four-day wave and the way this program is periodized over over 90 days, but really that's just a guideline. If you if you feel like you need to to throw in some extra recovery days in there, if you're new to the program, believe me, no matter what, you're going to be a little sore. Don't be afraid to to plug in some more joint mobility. Don't be afraid to spend an extra day on your compensatory movement and just pick up where you left off. That's that's no problem. In fact, we encourage that. That's what that intuitive training is all about. Um, the other thing, uh, as Christian mentioned, yes, we believe club bells are one of the best training tools. Yes, kettlebells are great training tools, parallel bars. But if you don't have that stuff, we've got pretty much body weight versions of every exercise. Uh, you can use a very a very simple dumbbell or a weight plate to, to perform some of the exercises. The room necessary to perform this workout for the most part, it's very little. I mean, we designed this to take place in a fire station. So if 
the only place you can work out is in your living room, hey, no problem. And, and you've got a DVD with follow-along videos that you can just plug into the DVD player and go for it. So, uh, so the is designed to be flexible. The space is designed to be flexible. And the, the other thing, last but not least, is the time. We, we want to be efficient. We want to get in, get our work done, and be done with it for the day. Um, you know, if we're on duty at the fire station, we're fortunate. We work for a fire department that really supports firefighter health and fitness, and we have, a, we have time on duty to train, but we have a, a ton of other responsibilities. You know, we can't, we can't work out for 90 minutes. It's just not going to happen. So we need to get in there and get that work done as quickly as possible. And I think that applies to everyone. I mean, in today's society, everyone's busy. Everyone's go, go, go. People use that excuse. Oh, I don't have time to work out. I wish I had time to work out. Hey, guess what? You can set aside 30 minutes. If, you, if you're focused, you can finish this workout in 30 minutes. And, and that's just another way, you know, really we wanted to remove roadblocks. You don't have equipment? Okay, great. You don't need much. I don't have a gym membership? Cool. Do it at your house. Uh, oh, I don't have the time. Well, you know what? You probably have 30 minutes. So we're really, we really worked hard to remove roadblocks and make this as accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah it, it's definitely a very flexible program, and, and it sounds like it can be used by you know a lot of a lot of different people. I mean, like you said, somebody working out in their living room at home. Um, so along that, that same line of thought, um, would you say that tax a firefighter is not just for firefighters? And, you know, if so, who else would benefit from the program? You know, other service people, military, law enforcement, or even just, uh, you know, general fitness trainees who exercise at the gym or at home? Yeah, like I said, you know, when creating this program, we had firefighters in mind, and, and we, we were clearly discussing very specific attributes that we wanted to train. So, you know, we touched on those earlier, you know, strength, power, metabolic conditioning, uh, dynamic body weight movement, and, and again, emphasizing recovery. So really anyone that feels like they want to develop those attributes, whether you're a tactical responder or just whatever you do in your own occupation or whatever you do recreationally, if you feel that those attributes would serve you, in, in the activities that you participate in, then, yeah, we, we, we're confident that this program will help you get there. That's, that's really good to hear because, I mean, you know, most of my audience of physical living, they're not firefighters. They're more of just your, your typical, you know, general population, people who train at home or, you know, former athletes, things like that. Um, but it's good to hear that, you know, they can benefit from something like this because, I mean, it's a comprehensive program. I mean, it was created by firefighters for firefighters, but, you know, I think, I think tax at firefighter, even though it is so specific for your occupational demands, I think this is the program, just from the brief look I've given it, um, that this is a, a really, really big step uh, above and beyond what most fitness programs are offering out there. Um, so I'd encourage anybody to, to try this out for themselves. And, you know, especially if you, if you know a firefighter, you know, I'm not a firefighter, but I know, you know, four or five to five firefighters myself, and this is the type of thing I'm going to send them to. I'm going to send them this interview when I publish it, and I'd encourage anybody listening to this call to do the same. You know, whether you're a firefighter or you have somebody in your family, um, send them this interview. Send them to Texas Firefighter. You know, this is uh, this should be a grassroots effort because this is this is really about improving uh, not just the uh, the firefighters' health and fitness, but also the the community at large and fighting this this uh, epidemic of heart disease and 
and really just poor health and poor fitness. And so I'd encourage everybody to uh, to take action on that once uh, the interview is over. Um, now we are actually starting to wrap things up. Uh, before we go, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about the TechFit Firefighter Challenge. So can you just uh, fill us in? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan and I decided we wanted to kind of give a, a, a glimpse of what the program was about, and we tried to uh, incorporate a, a lot of uh, a lot of things we want to accomplish into one workout. And it may look simple just by looking at it. There's three exercises, but there is so much going on in those exercises, and the time protocol we're using every minute on the minute is really kind of the epitome of what we're doing. We're tra training your energy systems. We're training for strength. We're training for power. We're training for endurance, mobility, flexibility, agility, all those things. And all those things are incorporated in those three simple movements. And those, uh, those levels of sophistication as you move up just build upon those attributes. So, and like I mentioned, you know, with the firefighters and some of our mobility issues, some of these exercises are, are unique. People have never seen these things before, and, they, and you know, they, they don't understand them. They don't know what's, what, what, what the proper technique is or what's happening. And these are coming from really fit people, or fit in quotes. So people have come to us and say, you know, I, I really thought I was fit before, but I can't do this. And what, what's happening is they're moving beyond a range of motion that they train in, that they're comfortable in, a range of motion that they should be able to move into, a range of motion they should have power and strength through to move more efficiently, to be healthier. So part of it is really an education or an eye-opener. Hey, this is going to help you in the long run. So we're really, you know, excited about trying to, to educate people and give them, give them something new and different, but also something that just brings great rewards along with it. And all those movements, again, are, are very specific to, to what we do, but to anybody. I mean, as far as whatever, whatever their occupation is or, wh or whatever their hobby is, it will help them enhance all those attributes that we had mentioned. So the, one of the things is the, uh, the leg through. And people look at that, and, and I'm sure you've seen it. Someone who's never trained that way tries to do that, and it's... <laughs> I don't want to use the word scary, but sometimes it could be questionable. So, you know, we break it down to the, the very small level, and a lot of people don't have that thoracic rotation or the hip, the hip mobility to move, and it's important to have that. So we're, we're hoping with this program to restore a lot of that and, again, to increase all those attributes. And it's fun. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> all right, well, you're, you're giving that. Wait, what's, what's that? Say that again? Oh, I was just going to say, with that challenge, uh, not only did we provide the high-intensity training session, but we kind of kind of tried to give people a glimpse of what varied intensity looks like, and and we've got a, a full training manual with this challenge, and we you know, within that manual, we've, we've, we're telling people, hey, if you want to get a sense of what varied intensity feels like, you can use this one workout and components of this workout to do that. So, again, not only... Is it a, a great barometer as a standalone workout to, to assess your baseline fitness? It's also a great way for you to get a sense of, hey, what, is, what does varied intensity mean? What does it feel like? How do I feel after two days of active recovery, and how does that affect my performance when I come back to the same workout uh, for another cycle? Mm -hmm. 
Now you're, you're you guys are giving this uh, tax at firefighter challenge away for free, right? Oh yeah. Oh, you're crazy. You guys should be charging for this. <laughs> no, I know I know the truth. You guys are just uh, you're generous guys, and you believe in the program, and you want you want uh, people to see what it's made of, and and take the test, step up to the plate, and see how they do, and and uh, realize our our uh, imminent weaknesses and. <laughs> You know, just uh, the things we need to work on. So where can my readers and anybody else who's uh, going to listen to this, where can they find information about what you're doing and try out the Tactic Firefighter Challenge for themselves? Uh, the best place is one stop, TacticFirefighter.com. And once right. you're there, you, you can have access to the blog. You can read about us, you know, kind of a little bit about, about our story, how this has evolved. Um, there's also... There you can register for the free membership and have access to not only the Firefighter Challenge, but we have uh, a TACFIT India workout in there, a, a fire station workout, a uh, training. One of the things in the fire service that's pretty popular is what's called the Combat Challenge. So we offer uh, a, a training cycle to prepare for that. We also offer some uh, joint mobility for recovery and also some compensatory flows to further remove uh, adhesions and, and build up tension. So all that's in there. It's free to sign up. Um, if you're a Facebook or Twitter or YouTube fan, we've got links on there so you can uh, follow us wherever you prefer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and please share it. You know, anybody that's uh, that's uh, dig digging this stuff. Um, that's very cool. Lots of free information. I'd encourage everybody to check it out. Um, now, you guys have a launch coming up on March 2nd. You want to just, uh, I guess, leave this interview off with any Anything you'd like to say about that to anybody who will be listening to this? Uh, we're actually, we're, uh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was just going to say we're actually having a, a launch party. You know, this has been two years in the making. There have been so many people and organizations that have supported us along the way. So um, we're going to have a launch party for firefighters, f uh, families, and friends at uh, a fire station in Whatcom County. And then we're going to have an after party at uh, what we call Station 7. It's a, a watering hole that some of the firefighters hang out. Uh, we're going to be raffling off some free stuff. And Scott Sonnen is actually having the only Tactic Firefighter custom club bells made for this launch specifically. There's only uh -huh. two made. Uh, Christian and I don't have them. Uh, Scott doesn't have them. Whoever is fortunate enough to win this raffle is going to get a nice set of... Uh, custom, the only custom tactics firefighter club bells that are in existence right now. So so kind of giving away some free swag and just a way for us to thank those that have supported us. And it's a, it's a way for us to just really try to raise awareness uh, in this effort to improve firefighter health and fitness. And this is all going to happen on March 2nd. Oh, very cool. I'm very much looking forward to it. And this interview has been excellent. I'm so glad that uh, we could all get together the same time from different time zones and uh, so I could pick your brain because this has been very informative and I think you guys are great ambassadors for the, the TACFIT system in general and you're definitely leading from the front in the TACFIT firefighter division. So thank you for thank you for being here today, both of you. Yeah, John, thanks so much for the opportunity. We really appreciate it. Like Ryan said, so many people have stepped up and, and helped us and, you know, that's kind of just – letting us know that this really is a good cause. So we do appreciate it. So many people have been helpful. So th thanks again. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, 
part ways and wrap things up. Uh, I will uh, see you guys online, and I'll put as much effort into this launch as I can to get the word out. Excellent. Thank, Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, you guys have a, a great day. Right, okay, you too, man. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.